Welcome back to the Monocle, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. Today we have a very special pod. Uh, we actually have 12 special guys here, experts, if you will, uh, and we're going to be going over and doing our own uh, Dynasty mock draft startup, or startup mock draft, I should say. Uh, how's it going, guys? Good. Good. So, uh, yeah. Glad to be here. All right. I love it. Okay, so uh, I'm actually going to be starting out at 101. And, uh, and in case, uh, in case anyone wants to know, we're going to be doing uh, trades. We're going to be trying to do this as quickly as possible. Uh, but we are going to try and get some trades in here, make it as uh, interesting as possible and everything. So does anyone have a trade for me? Ready to go. I'm getting a bunch of no's. Okay. Well, then, <laughs> then I guess I'm, I'm actually very interested. I, I can't believe that we don't have any, uh, any interest here, but I'm just going to go ahead and make this quick. And I'm going to pick Patrick Mahomes. Hey, the draft has begun. Right. I think that uh, means I'm up. Um, MG. All right. Uh, I'm going to pass on Lamar, uh, just like my QB options a little later. Um, boils down to Barkley or McCaffrey. Um, I'd probably feel pretty comfortable with either one, but I'm going to roll with Barkley. I just think he's a little more – well, they're both pretty well-rounded, but – I just think he's phenomenal. I don't know. I think he's unmatched as far as skill skills go. So I'm going to roll with him. All right, there Sparty, you're up. All right. I'm I'm going to skip over Jackson, too. I'm not quite sold on him this early uh, after that one year. So I'm going to see Matt. He's, he's the uh, most solid guy in the draft left for sure. Hey, what's up? Thanks, Monocles. Uh, thanks for calling me a special guy earlier. Uh, <laughs> You're very special so, in my heart. So, yeah, usually in the first couple rounds, I'm more or less a certified safety professional when it comes to these picks, which means I'm kind of looking for multi-dimensional running back touches. Except for right now, I'm pretty happy about taking Mr. Michael Thomas. So it falls to me right here at 105, and I was thinking that I would be left with the best available of the top four running backs or so, but I, I, Lamar's four overall on my board, and I guess I'll, I'm happy with giving him five. And I'm not usually a, a QB first guy, but that's just his upside being young. I'll take Lamar right now. Probably not that that common for him to drop the five at this point. I wouldn't think. No. I mean, all right, Jason, so, you're up. Yeah, so it was me. I had a top six, obviously, with the sixth pick coming in, and five of the six, obviously, were gone. I was thinking I was going to get Michael Thomas here. Uh, thought that was going to be my pick. Uh, instead, I'm going to go with uh, Zeke Elliott. I just think he's a very well-rounded, and he's going to get a lot of work. They paid him. They're going to work him, so I like him here, and hopefully he can lead my running back core. You watched that video of him today. <laughs> of Zeke? Yeah. No, I did not. Did, uh, oh, did, did he, did he tear something? Did I blow my pick? <laughs> oh, he, 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 they had some videos of him receiving uh, with Des Bryant and Dak. So they were all over oh, okay. Good, good. I thought it was a serial commercial <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever heard uh, Zeke Elliott in a video, and it was actually a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Jim is on the clock. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, wow. I can't believe this. You guys gave me my pick. That's what I want at a quarterback. So, uh, whew. super flex, man. Quarterback's king. Uh, uh, you know what? I can't. I got a lot of shares of him. He's safe. He's reliable. 
Uh, I'm going with Deshaun Watson. Okay. So you're not scared of him? Not at all. Okay. I was I was kind of – I meant to say it, too. I was kind of between Zeke and Deshaun when, when once I saw Michael Thomas went and I figured Lamar was going to go next. No Kyler love here. Okay. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. If anything, I think he'll have to air it out even more, give you a little bit more fantasy points. I mean, as long as Will Fuller can catch, I don't know, what, three passes? We're, we're golden. We're good. <laughs> yeah, those two I, games he's, he'll be on the field will be amazing. I still prefer Watson, too. Okay. All right, one second. Let me pick him up there. I think Aaron was hoping that Deshaun Watson would be there at nine since he just threw his pickup on the ball. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a really great tweet today, too, like the splits with and without um, – Hopkins and I mean honestly his statistics are pretty promising without him as well but who knows obviously it's a it's it's a drop off for sure in in talent there but yeah it looks like everyone's trying to move back now Um, this is I picked this spot to draft because it's probably one of the spots I hate the most and there's so it's kind of nice to try to force myself into positions I'm not comfortable with I I'm going to try a strategy I don't normally do. I'm going to kind of follow Jim's lead a little bit. I'm going to go quarterback, but I'm going to go the guy that I think is going to do better than Watson this year, and I'm going to go with Kyler. I'm going to get my first taste of Kyler this year. Got Aaron on the clock. Uh, he's trying to trade back uh, his, his 109. Yeah, and, any takers here, you know, I moved back uh, just a couple spots. but. Okay, so, like, uh, I'll definitely – I definitely have interest in that right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. For sure. What are you looking for? Oh, I like this. Live negotiations. Yeah, you don't see this too often. All right. Um, what, what pick are you up next? Second round. Uh, he, he would be 2-6. Two 2-6, six. Two six, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. 2-6. Hmm, it also gives a good insight into people's minds of, like, how to trade. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm thinking I might might take my pick here. Um, just seeing who's available at 2.6. Um, I still kind of want to have a nice building, bo- building block for my team. So I think here, I mean, it's kind of a coin flip for um, Elvin Kamara or, or Delvin Cook here. Um, I'm probably just going to go with Delvin Cook right here. So, um, but like I said, it's, it's kind of a coin flip. Okay. That's... Understandable. Hard to pass on. <laughs> Tim, you're up. All right, Tim's up. Yeah, I'm willing to make a move. What are you interested in giving up for uh for one uh was that one ten? One ten. And just so everyone's clear, we had one oh nine on the block, we have one ten on the block, and we also have one eleven on the block. So everyone's trying to move back at this point. Unless you're like Delvin was your was your target, I, I would think you saw this um, who me? He's on the board. Yeah, weren't you? No, I'm I'm fluid, man. I'm like water. I have okay. I have targets, and I can't tell you who they are. But I can negotiate though with you. If that's what you. We can say, what do you think the 110 is valuable or valued at right now, and we'll go from there. I think it's important to get a big piece if you're going to move one of your first round picks, especially in the startup. Well, my set, my second rounder role is definitely going to be in this package for you. Okay. 
All right, just that's open we, right there. And even though it's a mock, we have 21 first available as well. How about my, my first round and my fifth round for your second and your third? Your first and fifth for second and third? Juicy. That's reasonable. I think so too. So 110, what do you say? You say fifth or sixth? Fifth. Or wait, on oh, fifth. Yeah. 110 yes. and 510 for 26 and 307. Yep. No, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass on that. <laughs> okay. I'm looking at, I'm looking at what's what's probably gonna fall to me. No interest in countering? Uh who? No interest. Countering. I'll give you I mean it doesn't even really matter because it's a mock, so I mean it doesn't really hold too much weight. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I guess I would say like 206 and the second rounder with my seventh for your, for your first round pick right here. Good. Second and seventh? Second and seventh with a second round next year. Oh. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Any any 21 picks, you can you can do it. Yeah, like I, like I said, like right now for you, does, does it really hit all the way in a mock draft? Nope. In a real situation, absolutely it would. I think uh, startup picks are too valuable for 20, 21 seconds. So I think I'm going to stay. Take a look at what's on the board. All right. So the two and the seven with the second round pick as well. Not enough. Kind of, I mean, a seventh rounder is kind of like a 21 first. So it's kind of like a 21 first and second to move, what, like 10 spots or something. It's not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna go ahead and draft Kamara. Okay. okay. Perfect. And we got Bauer on the clock. Yeah, yes. Aaron, I'll do that. <laughs> you that? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do that. Um, all right. So I'm going to send my 111 for Aaron's three nine four four and 2021 first. And then next year we're gonna draft. We're gonna do another mock so I can use that 2021 first, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. You will have the extra 21 first in your rookie draft. We're yeah, gonna we're gonna do what every other uh, like sport uh, entity is doing right now. We're just gonna do an e season, and then we'll go ahead. And, <laughs> we'll go ahead and use those twenty one picks next year. We'll just use Madden predictions. Yeah. Just, you know, there you uh, go. <laughs> I like it. John's gonna snag, uh, you know, Jamar Chase or Travis Etienne, one of those guys. <laughs> That's what he's looking at. Yeah. So who is who is Aaron taking at one eleven? I'm kind of interested in this. He's got yeah. somebody in mind. So I I it's not even that I need to pick one specific guy here. I just really like the talent um in this top of the draft. Um still this early. So I was gonna be willing to um offer the same type of deal for the 112, 2 1. Um so it wasn't necessarily one guy that I had to have. Um, Aaron, I'll send you a third and a fifth for this pickback. <laughs> <laughs> what a bargain. <laughs> um, but yeah, here I, I'm going to go with Tyree Kill. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Like so it. you said Hill? Oh, yeah. Um, yep, Tyree Kill. And I have no exposure to him in any of my leagues. Um, I don't know. I, I do really like his game. Obviously, I hate the off field stuff, but. Second wide receiver off the board. So, I mean, you know, not necessarily 
early at the end of the first, but definitely early for the wide receivers. Um, not trying to like embarrass anyone or anything, because I think it's a, a pretty even trade. But what are what is everyone else thinking of the trade? What was I like it, it for was a third and a fifth. It was uh, 309, 404, and a 21 first for 111. I think that I like 21 it. first is good. That Yeah. I like it. I like it for John just because I think moving back in startups is kind of usually what I am trying to do a lot of times. I'm trying to just move back and accumulate because I feel like after, you know, particularly in the first round, after the first like five guys, I feel like you could go almost any direction with the next eight or nine people. So I don't mind like moving back and then getting a little more depth on my team. Well, yeah, well, I thought process just to share it. Um, just like, is it Crescent? Yeah. <laughs> um, just like he said, you know, to minimize the risk a little bit, you look at the guys in this range, and I don't want to say there's question marks about all these guys, but there, there, there are some things here. And I personally, you know, I know it's just a mock, so I'll say it. I don't like to take wide receiver early, especially with the way everything's shaping up this year. I love the guys in that sixth, seventh, eighth round, and then getting these picks like in the third and fourth round, it allows me to stay in front of any quarterback run. Whereas let's say I go running back or wide receiver here and a quarterback run kicks in, I'm in a bad situation. So I like to minimize the risk a little bit there. So just what I'm thinking. And I really like your points there, John. I, I could totally see that perspective. Um, it's just been the last, last few um, startup snake drafts that I've done. Um, I've traded back and I just haven't loved my rosters. I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm picking up this extra second. I'm picking up this extra third. And then at the end of the day, I missed out on guys like a little bit later in the draft, but like I downgraded from, I could have had Allen Robinson, but I'm like, oh, well, Corey Davis in a second sounds great. And then look at me now, you know, I mean, <laughs> just, just trading back, you might miss out on a guy who doesn't really have that upside or, or um, that ability. But I could, I could see this early in the draft where you trading down, getting those assets plus 2021 first, I, I could see that for sure. Well, I like what you just said, though. I think that's what mock drafts are all about. Um, you said you tried strategies before and you didn't like what your team ended up with. And so you're trying something completely different. And you're going to get a chance to see what your team looks like by doing this strategy. And I think that's why you do mock drafts and why you do multiple versions of them uh, to figure that out, figure out what strategy you want to go with. And so I think there's nothing wrong with it. You also might be able to find that guy that'll take that 21 first for a seventh rounder and then you're looking at a two round move up on the front for just a three round move up on the back and it's a two round move up into the first which you know should be way more valuable than a three round from the fourth to the seventh say but no that's awesome yeah and that was the whole point of, of including the trades is we wanted to give you guys uh, a little bit of feedback of, of what we do what we're looking to do, we're trying to make it as realistic as possible. Obviously, it's a mock draft, so maybe it's not exactly like perfect, but it's going to be close. We're trying to keep it close at least. And uh, and so, you know, I think that's a pretty fair trade, and that's something that, you know, you might look to do if you're doing the whole productive struggle thing that we've talked about in the past. Um, you know, we have uh, Rob on the clock now. He hasn't put out that he's looking to trade, but uh, I guess let's see what we're looking yeah. at. I like I like being at the end of the draft because it's like you're the you're the janitor, but it's a nice a nice uh, situation. Like you're the janitor for like a baseball game where people leave like perfectly good food in the stands still, and you're like, oh, I can I can eat this and I can use this. 
And so I'm going to do that with a couple of running backs. And I really like Joe Mixon. I think he's had like the worst situation ever his first three years. He still finished as uh, running back 34 with only seven starts his rookie year, then uh, nine and then 13. And he's like, I can't, I said last year, I don't think you can get like a worse situation than what he did end up having. And it was terrible, but I'll say it again to where I just don't think he can have such depleted talent around him again. And even if he does, he's proved to succeed. So I'm going to take Mixon with uh, 112. And then uh, I'm going to go running back again, and I'm going to go young. I know we can blink, and running backs, like, their devalue decreases like crazy. So it might be crazy to do this, but I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor with a 2-1. Whoa. I like it. I like it. It's bold, that's for sure. (laughs) And that's what we're here for. Yeah, I, like I think I liked mixing. I'm with you, man. Taylor. <laughs> I think in eight eight weeks or so, in you're gonna your his value is gonna finish. And I was worried he would not be there, right when, there when my turn came back around, so I had to get him now. Yeah. Well, that definitely makes sense because I I mean that's that's a long wait. Trust me, I'm doing yeah. it right now from 101, so I understand. <laughs> I just think it's it, you struggle to know where he's gonna go. That's the only downfall to him right now mm-hmm. is you just don't know his landing spot. I mean, I I'm a uh, Jonathan Taylor is my RB1 in this rookie class. But until I know where he's going, you know, I don't know. But, hey, everyone I, everyone was saying the same exact thing about A.J. Brown and Nikhil Harry last year. And I know those are wide receivers compared to running backs. But, you know, just look at it then. Actually, people said it about Nick Chubb last year. Yeah. You know, uh, it was, or, was last year or the year two before? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, look look what happened there. And I was a big believer in, in Nick Chubb and – and, but, you know, he, he kind of went into, like, I guess what people would call a crappy situation. But it didn't take long for the cream to rise to the top. And with Jonathan Taylor, I can't imagine it would take very long for him either. Does does the fumbling worry anybody? They said Not the same the thing about Miles Sanders done it. And, and every just about everyone else. Sony Michelle, like, it doesn't seem to matter once they get to the NFL. I don't know if it's coaching or what, but they seem to fix the problems for the, you know, for the most part. I mean, for the most part, John, I agree with you. I mean, I usually look at talent over landing spot any day. I'm sitting here kind of like I said, Jonathan Taylor is my RB1, but I have Swift like right behind him. So I think that's where situation could come into play if one falls to a better spot. But typically, like I kept A.J. Brown up the top of my draft board in the rookie draft last year, even after Tennessee. Love the guy. But, um, yeah, I mean, I – Nothing wrong with two one. I just thought that was earlier than I was expecting of it. Yeah, I think it was a little earlier than than all of us were expecting. But you know, the more I think about it, I don't I don't dislike the pick. I, I like the pick actually, kind of. So yeah, it, it's it risky. It but then again, you know, it is a mock. But but at the same time, you know, a, a couple months from now, especially after the draft, he might even be a little bit higher than that. So you know, two oh one might not might not even be that like bold of a take at that point I, he wasn't making it past me he's my 14th overall player so he went what here at tw- the 12th overall so 13 13, 13 yeah so that's he's my one-on-one in superflex i'm taking him over the qbs and superflex um i love this pick um it's a nick chubb situation even if he has a bad landing like a quote-unquote bad landing spot i'm i love his talent i'm not worried about it so he like zeke went one-on-one in superflex you know um saquon and he's not saquon but i think he's on the level of zeke and his talent people Dinged Zeke a little bit in his receptions out of, out of school, but Zeke's doing okay catching the ball, so why can't Jonathan Taylor do okay catching the ball? Uh, does anybody want to move up for this pick? 
<laughs> Before I get booted from the chat again. <laughs> uh, I don't have what it takes at, at 101 or 212, I don't think. So I, 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 I can't do it. All right, so I'll just pick. Um, like I said, I hate the way my teams have looked when I've gone wide receiver in the first two rounds. So at this point, I know some people are worried because Kareem Hunt's still there. But I think with Stefanski going there, they're oh, going to be. Don't do it. They're going to be. A, do you want to move up for it? <laughs> you want to move up? Oh, oh man! This is when you're actually talking out of draft. You, you get the mid, like mid pick speech. <laughs> I'm going to take Nick oh, Chubb here with this pick. Oh, it's done. Oh. Nick is done. Nick Chubb is gone. Do I have to gather my thoughts again? Let's see what we got here on the board. Yeah, hopefully he's a little more efficient and productive inside the five this year. Yeah, we would hope. What do you have, like 23 goal line carries and no touchdowns or something oh, like that? And it was like just, negative 15 yards or something on those yeah. carries. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, it was bad. Just looking at value as well as what can I get on the way back? Like, obviously, I would love to, to secure a quarterback position, but I don't feel comfortable taking what's remaining at in the second round, the beginning of the second round. So I'm going to look at what I have for best value. I could look at Godwin. Um, because he's young and we're, you know, we're doing a startup, but what am I hoping Godwin is? I'm hoping Godwin is, is a type of production profile, like, like a Hopkins or an Adams. And just based on how I feel about these players, knowing that it's PPR, I know Hopkins smashes because of his volume, but I'm so afraid that he doesn't get the volume. So I'm actually going to go to Vontae Adams here. Was he third wide receiver off the board? Yeah. Third off the board. Mm-hmm. Nothing uh, wrong with that. In the top of the second, that's an amazing value. What is he, 27? I mean, he's not old. Okay, the only thing I worry about with Adams is that, I mean, they they have to be bringing somebody in in the draft. And while that's definitely not going to cut into Adams, like, majorly, uh, it could cut into his, like, top five kind of season, that that kind of thing, Um, just because he hasn't always been that. Obviously, he kind of was that, at least, like, per game last season, but – you know, he's kind of had the injury bug as well. Um, I don't, I definitely don't dislike the pick or anything like that, uh, especially, at, you know, in the second round. I feel like in the first round, it might have been a little, a little bit of a reach, but in the second round, I'm, I'm cool with it. Anybody want to move up for this pick? All right. Crickets. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're good. After everybody saw the King's Ransom that I <laughs> had to pay up. Um, I'm going to go with Godwin here just because oh. Joe, Mix, Joe Mixon, Kamara, Chubb, and I mean, I guess I wasn't going to pick Jonathan Taylor there, but all those running backs are off the board now. And I mean, even with everything John was saying with um, going wide receiver early, like at roster construction, I, I don't know if I love taking two um, wide receivers this early, but I know um, with Chris Godwin's age and talent, I, I believe it's a pretty sustainable option there so i'm gonna go with godwin you got a good start i mean you know you got your running back you got your receiver so you know definitely nothing wrong with that start Two oh five is on the block if anyone's interested at all you can send me a message or we chat it out either way but i'm looking at my options right now once again crickets i guess we had the first round Everyone was trying to get into it, and, and that kind yeah, of thing. No one wants it, round, yeah. No one wants it. Well, I am not a big fan of this guy, but I feel like 
because I have no shares, it'd be nice to have one in case I am wrong. So Wait, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the stack, and I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins. All right. So I'm assuming there's still going to be crickets, but <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I'm used to a slow draft where you have like a lot of time to think it out. You know, <laughs> like and, and cal- I think we calculate. all are, or at least most of us are. In fact, one of my uh, one of my leagues, not for a startup, but for the rookie draft, uh, they're all arguing because obviously, like things are changing with the whole coronavirus and everything, and and so they're like, oh, we usually do our our rookie draft like a week after, or or even like a few days after the uh, the actual NFL draft, and that doesn't seem like viable at this point, and so we said like maybe we'll do a Zoom meeting like this, or maybe we'll just do like a slow draft, like a 24-hour slow draft. And some of the guys were like, no, what are you talking about? 24-hour slow draft. Like, that's you can't do that. And we're like, we do it in, like, every league, every other league that we're in. Like, why would we do it in this league? But they've just never done it. And so they're like, what do you mean a 24-hour slow draft? That's crap. Yeah. I think people are scared of slow drafts until they actually do them. Uh, yeah. Because they're just – I think they're much more realistic in just everybody's life at this age. Right. And uh, you can you can take time to talk about trades and all that kind of stuff. I just think this, the slow draft is the way to go. And people are so, like, worried to get it over in two days or, or a day or, or four hours or whatever. And then you have three months until the season starts. You <laughs> so just stare at your lineup. Like, you're just staring at your lineup. So, like, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't get it. I will gladly draft Russell Wilson. And I will secure and super flex my quarterback position. But to secure two potential top five, top definitely top twelve quarterbacks, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it in Superflex. Yeah. I'm gonna take it all day. Yeah, that's pretty sweet looking. I like that. Especially especially knowing that rookies are in this draft is a big component of me stacking quarterbacks early here because value is going to fall. That's I a great point. All the time. Yeah. So that just just sniped my pick. I maybe should have offered to trade up to that spot. I was uh, <laughs> waiting for Russell Wilson to fall to me there. Um, big fan. But uh, that being said, I do feel like, you know, drafting a quarterback is important. Um, I know I'm probably higher on this guy than a lot of others. He needs to stay healthy. But I just think Carson Wentz is uh, I think he has top five, top four, top five QB potential. And I don't know. I just have a feeling about him. And so I'm going to go with him. Dang, I thought for sure I was going to nab him at 211. <laughs> nope. Well, so you guys see were, we have some he big wasn't going to drop. Quarters. Yeah, he wasn't going to drop too much further then. Let the quarterback run begin. <laughs> I'm in the first, I'm trying it in the second. <laughs> so this is where I'm still pissed that Jonathan Taylor is not available right now. I haven't recovered. Um, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, great pick. I still love the Jonathan Taylor pick. Uh, I thought he would be here at this spot. That's actually kind of why I chose this spot in the draft. Thinking I could get Jonathan Taylor there. Um, and I'm look. I don't normally go quarterback in the first round of a super flex or any draft, but super flex. And then. Superback or Superback um, quarterback is my next is the highest ranked um, position on my board right now. And I told myself I was going to just take the best player available, but I am not going to do that. I'm going to go to one of my, the people or one of the players who has my heart in DJ Moore. Um, I am obsessed with DJ Moore. He's my 
wide receiver three overall in dynasty right now. It's an age, athleticism, target share, air yards. It's everything. I love me some DJ Moore, and I think he's only going to get better. So, how much did the Bridgewater pickup affect your uh, where you've had him this whole time? Did it change um, anything? No, it didn't. So he didn't. I think he was top five for me, and I think I moved him up. It was more of a what happened to DeAndre Hopkins that kind of moved. I, I DeAndre Hopkins fell quite a bit in my rankings. I've always, I've I've I just am obsessed with DJ Moore. And then also, um, I think just re- if people remember how bad the quarterback play was in Carolina last year, I'm not terribly concerned about Robbie Anderson being there now. But And I still like Curtis Samuel overall, but I think DJ Moore is the alpha. Except, I mean, he's going to compete with, with Christian McCaffrey also for targets, but I think DJ Moore is an alpha. He's, he's only, what, 22? 20, he's 23? going to be 23, 23 this season? 23, 23 okay. yeah. So that's, that's a pretty um, – he's only can grow, in my opinion, so – and their defense anyway, getting way worse can't hurt point. anything either. It's like I'm up here and looking at who's gone and who's who's left, I'm kind of thinking at that 104 slot, I would be a little bit more comfortable if I would have gone maybe Zeke or Dalvin based on the wide receivers that are left here. Um, I would be happy with uh, Mike Evans or Juju or Amari as my one. But I do think I am going to take a, a long and nervous wait at the quarterback position as well and scoop up and back me up here, Aaron, Josh Jacobs. Ooh, there you go. Hey, well, long and nervous wait. I got to, what, 509 now? <laughs> that's, that's a long wait. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, 509. That sounds terrible. <laughs> 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 this is a part of trading you do have that weight and you know there, there's going to be a lot of guys that you're going to be like wait 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 but you just have to like stick to your plan and and you know like realize that there's something that you're doing and usually if you're trading back like that you're probably playing for the future or at least like maybe next year or something like that i don't know um maybe you can get something in the middle of rounds but there is going to be a long wait and you're going to wish that you, you had those picks at that point, but you just kind of have to stick to the plan. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to reach down here. I'm going to grab Kittle. I think uh, he's in a great situation. He's going to get a contract. It's a good Shanahan's not going anywhere. I think he's a, he's a low end receiver one for about four years for me, I think. So filling in that tight end position. He's such a yak monster. Like, even better than most of the receivers. He's like right behind Eckler and McCaffrey for just oh, yeah. monster after the catch. All right. So that leaves me here. Um, to me, it's a pretty easy decision. I've been taking Dak much earlier than this usually. Um, just love his athleticism, love his receivers. Um, he's got Zeke to move the chains. I don't know. Just overall, I think, uh, I think it's a slam dunk. And uh, it's been so long, I forgot how to draft him. So, <laughs> and then John, John, before we go on to you here, were you going to recap every round or two, maybe just for the? Oh uh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Um, so in the first round, we had uh, Mahomes, Barkley, McCaffrey, Thomas, Lamar Jackson, Elliott, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, uh, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Tyreek Hill, and Joe Mixon. And then in the second round, we had Jonathan Taylor go off, which some people were surprised by, but we're, you know, we, we all kind of came around to. 
uh, Nick Chubb, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, DJ Moore, Josh Jacobs, George Kittle, and Dak Prescott. And then I'm now on the clock. And I mean, I no one's really like, no one's reached out to me or anything. So I don't know if anyone has any interest in the pick. Um, if not, I have a couple guys in mind. Uh, but I, I would also be willing to drop down a little bit if if uh, anyone's wanting to move up. Crickets. Crickets. So I'm going to go ahead and pick. Um, this might be a shock to some people. It's not. A, I mean, it wouldn't obviously wouldn't be to me because I'm the one making the pick. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and, and pick Amari Cooper. Uh, he's one of my favorite players. And, you know, now that he has the, what, five-year contract, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and take that. And, uh, you know, he's only 25 years old at maybe 26 this, this season. And so I'm just going to go ahead and take that, like, the, like that uh, chemistry he has with Dak and everything and, uh, and, and the player itself. And so now I'm on the clock once again, and I guess I'll offer it out there for some crickets once again in case anyone's wanting it. And crickets. So I'm honestly going to go ahead and take. And now this one probably will, like, I guess, shock some people or something. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Mike Evans. Honestly, like the more I look at his career, I think I really think he's at like a on like a Hall of Fame trajectory. And people don't really realize realize that. And everyone's getting really excited about Chris Godwin at this point. But I mean, the fact is that he he's one of very few, if not the only players that have had uh, a thousand yard season every single season that he's played. He obviously doesn't always have the touchdowns to back it up. Uh, he's had seasons with three and then he's had seasons with like 12 I, or you know something like that. So he's kind of had like a little bit and everything in between. But uh, I, I kind of like starting out like this, especially being at 101 where I'm starting out with a, a stud quarterback that I know is going to, assuming health is going to play for years and years and years. And now I have Amari Cooper at 26 years old, 25, 26, and then Evan at 25, 26. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I don't, obviously I don't have the running backs and it might end up being something that like I, I, you know, rookie picks or something later on, but uh, I'm pretty happy with that. What do you guys think? I think uh, I'm more shocked that Mike Evans lasted this long than you drafted him here. Um, okay. I'm a big, big fan of Mike Evans. I think people are sleeping on him because they think Brady's going to come in and not throw the ball as much. And I get that, but I think he's going to be more efficient. He's going to have better passes thrown to him. And I just, I'm, I was debating on taking him over uh, Carson Wentz at my pick there. So I was kind of surprised to see him still on the board. Um, not saying it's the only reason for his success, but I think he really adds to, um, Chris Godwin's or, you know, opens things up for him kind of the way AB did for Juju, you know, like just, he requires a lot of attention, a lot easier for Godwin to operate. But Definitely. I think that works both ways now though, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I have a little bit of concern for his, um, his hamstring strain that he had at the end of this last season. It seemed like it was actually a pretty serious one. Um, wasn't just like a grade one hamstring strain. So um, just something to keep an eye on. Obviously, this offseason, it's going to be very, very hard to gauge what all these, um, what these players are going to be doing activity-wise because they're not going to be in these um, same organized workouts and stuff in the offseason. So it'll be kind of interesting. But, um, yeah, just a real mild concern. And Aaron's a, a student for physical therapy, correct? 
So he's in grad school. Is that is that right? Yep. Yep. That's right. Uh, it's a doctorate program. So, I mean, at the very least, he, he knows more than we probably do at this point about that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ready to roll? Ready, man. Right. I'm going to take Josh Allen. Um, I think his, I mean, even, I liked him around here even before the Diggs edition, and I'm a, I'm a Diggs fan, so I, I really like that. I think he's super savvy route running and whatnot and down the field. Um, I mean, Josh Allen's not the most accurate guy ever, but I think that's slightly overblown. Um, I love his deep ball, love his ability to run. I think his running style is a lot like Cam. Um, maybe they even design a little more for him. Uh, who knows? I guess every coach is different as far as wanting their quarterback to run. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, I just think he's a stud, and I think they might not be done adding weapons for him either. So, I love Josh Allen in 2020, uh, but do you have any concerns about the future with him? Like, like as far wise? as like the NFL, not, not even, not even like uh, oh. injury wise and stuff, just like NFL no. wise. Like he's obviously like to me, he's a much, it, he's kind of like a Cam Newton, uh, maybe like a lesser version or something where like he's a much better uh, fantasy quarterback than he is an NFL quarterback. Just kind of like, uh, like Jameis Winston or somebody like that, where it's like, it's amazing for fantasy, but he's not necessarily the greatest for NFL. Um, You know, I think he's just going to continue to get at least a little bit better to the point where it's, I mean, he's more accurate than, accurate than Lamar Jackson, I think personally, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's also probably more willing to learn than Cam. That's not really a, you know, calculable thing, but he just, you know, seems like more of a, not a student of the game, but just, you know, not saying, Hey, I'm the best and I'm going to keep doing, you know, what I'm doing because it's how I roll or anything like that. But no, I, I, I'm not that concerned. I, I know people have said that they think he'll be out of the league in a few years or that it's possible, but I think he's I think he's here to stay personally. No, I don't like, know how old he is, but Cam Cam was relevant till he was thirty. So that's probably at least four more years for Allen if he if the team believes in him. All right, we got Matt back up All on the right. clock. I'm gonna take oh. Juju. Oh. I'm a I'm a I'm a believer in his talent. I like what he did uh, with Rothsberger. Um I would probably I'm I'm hoping for a hot start, um, and then see what value I can get for him later in the year. Uh, I'm not sure long term once Ben's gone, but Ben Ben does something for for this guy. So uh, I'm gonna try to write it out and see. You know, if I'm not doing well later in the year, I might see what I can get for him. Um, but I like the talent there. I think him and him and OBJ are the the two most talented guys left other than Julio, but Julio's a little tougher to take in this situation. And yeah. he came in so he came in so young that I feel like you'll have forever to potentially trade him because it'll always be like, well, he's only 25 still. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I will, I will admit here. I, this is where I, I made a mistake. I was thinking I should have took Dak and let Kittle drop. I was just a little worried that Kittle would drop. And I thought the, the difference between Kittle and everybody else after him, Kelsey's a little older. Um, I thought the Kittle advantage there was a little greater, but um, hindsight, I probably would have took Dak, tried to swing and get Kittle here. Um, or if one of you guys are going to take him, I'd try to sweet talk a little deal to, to get <laughs> Kittle out of that probably. I'm, I'm just worried that Juju's not not going to be an alpha. Like that's that's always my biggest concern. I think Peter Howard on our pod just this like the last couple episodes, he mentioned Juju and how there's that chance that the, you know, his – 
his year, his big year where he had like a 26% target share could be the outlier in his career. And he could just be more like a, like a 20% guy, 21, 22% target share guy, and not, not one of these alphas that's going to get you like huge, huge numbers. Um, and then the other thing that I want, I looked up real quick, like on true accuracy percentage, like efficiency for player profiler, Lamar was like 6% better on true completion percentage than Josh Allen. So I don't know if I would say Josh Allen, and I love Josh Allen, but I, I don't know if I would say he's more accurate than Lamar is. Love it. All right. Yeah, I was looking at Juju there as well. So good at so young, and I understand his situation is a touch problematic, but that's baked into the third round here. So let me pivot. I'm looking over to the running back position, and – I'm seeing somebody that's at least 250 pounds, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of question marks in this general area, and I feel pretty confident that I can swoop in a little bit later for similar upside. So I'm just going to go ahead and take Baker Mayfield here in the third round. Wait, I thought you were talking about Baker. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I saw that boat pick or, or, or whatever, wherever they were in the islands. No, hey, there's a more recent pick than the boat pick, and the more recent pick is actually looking pretty nice. So, okay, I, yes, I would urge you to to check the internet and <laughs> that sounds, that sounds and dangerous. Then, and then analyze my pick. Thanks. That sounds that sounds dangerous. Like Baker Mayfield shirt off. Looks like Spaceman made a pick. Yeah, I took uh, Miles Sanders. He was he's my like 17th player on the board. Um, not too far off of DLF ADP. Um, and the Superflex in March. Um, I'm a little concerned about that, you know, how Philly uses their running backs, that he'll never be the true bell cow. Um, I'm not terribly concerned they're going to take a top running back in this draft. So um, I like – he has a great receiving floor too, and he's, and he's young. And um, his second half of the season, that just is tantalizing to me in that offense. So I went with Miles Sanders. I love Sanders. Um, <laughs> do you have any concern with LaShawn McCoy going back to the Eagles? Is that is that did that happen? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's being <laughs> rumored. It's, it's oh. not a guarantee or anything. It's being rumored. I'm shaking my boots about old LaShawn <laughs> McCoy. <laughs> I I mean I I think Miles Sanders has the the ability. Like I think he his ceiling is what LaShawn McCoy was in his prime. So I like that upside here, and I, I like to take I usually wouldn't have gone wide receiver in the second round there I would have liked to have gone running back but I I he's kind of the end of a tier well near the end of a tier and running back for me so I want to make sure I got a running back here well you have a young receiver and a young running back so I mean it's definitely a good start I think Miles Sanders is the player I've done the biggest 180 on since last offseason hey I didn't wasn't a big fan coming out and uh all about him now what didn't you like about him uh, I don't <laughs> trying to trying to cut it outside. I thought you know I thought he was undersized. Um, and more than I'm I'm a big. Um, it's not really something you should lean on, but you know I'm a big eye test guy, and just I don't know just wasn't feeling it. Um, thought he thought there was a reason he was in the shadows of Saquon, even though anybody would be in the shadow of Saquon. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I didn't think he could hack it as far as heavy workload and uh, prove me wrong. I think his ceiling is – I don't think he's going to be like a top three yeah. running back. So, I think that this is – there's a little, this is a little more of a floor play than a ceiling play, but 
I just meant touch-wise. I didn't think oh, yeah. he could, you know, produce like that. So that's it for today. We're going to cut it off short. We're trying to make you guys happy. We got feedback from the listeners saying that the pods were going a little long, so we're trying to keep them between 30 and 45 minutes now. Uh, we're going to push out part two here in a couple days, and we're actually recording uh, rounds 5 through 10 or 5 through 12 or what, whatever we can get through uh, tonight or tomorrow, something around there. So we'll be getting all that out to you soon. But until then, we're cashing out.